Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. This is Radio Free Mormon on the air, broadcasting behind enemy lines. Late breaking news tonight for this special episode of Radio Free Mormon. Elder Ballard and Elder Oaks, two of the senior apostles in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in an astonishing turn of events, admit publicly that they do not have access to revelation from God. Yes, these two men, who only a month ago were once again sustained as prophets, seers, and revelators, admit publicly that they are actually none of the above. This startling admission occurred in a promotional video for the face-to-face broadcast which the two senior apostles will be having on November 19th with young single adults throughout the church. In this promotional video, the two apostles sit at a table covered with papers. And on these papers are questions that have been submitted to them from across the world from all sorts of different young single adults. As the scene opens, we find Elder Ballard and Elder Oaks in conservative suits, white shirt, and tie, and attempting, as best they can, to be jovial, to be congenial, to be appealing to young single adults, who are looking forward to being talked to about the issues they face as young single adults by two men who are in their 80s. I am going to play the entirety of the 3 minute and 48 second promotional video, and I will stop the tape intermittently in order to make comments. Start the tape. Elder Ballard and I are excited about the upcoming face-to-face event on November 19th. Throughout the video, Elder Oaks has what can best be described as a forced smile on his face. I don't know if I like Elder Oaks more being stern and admonishing like he usually is in general conference, or the Elder Oaks trying to be charming and funny like he is in this video. He sort of reminds me of a Mormon version of Pennywise the Dancing Clown. We all float down here, Billy. The conversation now shifts to Elder Ballard. And we're reviewing the preparation for this uh, event. The very large number of questions that we're getting from all over the world. While Elder Ballard is saying this, he is looking at the stacks of papers in front of him, and Elder Oaks is holding a stack of papers in his hands. It is obvious they have solicited questions from the single adults throughout the world, and they have received many questions in response. Elder Oaks now expresses surprise at the number of questions and where they come from. And I'm astonished at the places they come from. Here's one from Albania, another from Australia, one from Texas, and there are other foreign countries that are stated here. It is not clear at this point whether Elder Oaks is just horsing around or whether he actually believes that Texas is a foreign country. <laughs> like Canada, <laughs> Zimbabwe, and, uh, oh, let's see, Massachusetts. Uh, it is similarly not clear why Elder Oaks is expressing such shock that letters are coming from different parts of the world. I don't know whether he is unaware that there are members of the church in these different countries, whether he is unaware that there are single adults in these different countries, or whether it is simply that he doesn't know that they have mail service in any of these different countries. At a minimum, Elder Oaks is acting like anything other than the leader of a worldwide religion. But now he sees a letter with a question from somebody in Utah, and he rapidly regains his footing. Uh, We even have some from Utah. We're broadcasting from Utah. Mm -hmm. I guess that uh, with the audience we have here takes care of this state, but the questions are coming in from all over the place. 
And they're, they're in-depth questions. They're questions that uh, matter a lot in the lives of uh, our young single adults around the world. After recognizing that these letters contain many important questions to young single adults around the world, Elder Ballard will shortly state that many of the questions are simply too hard for him and for Elder Oaks to answer. And so instead of trying to answer those important questions, they will simply avoid them. And uh, it's going to be good to see what answers you've got for all these questions that are coming up. <laughs> Get yourself ready. I don't have answers for a question like, how can I repent? That's a pretty personal matter. In another flabbergasting admission, Elder Oak says that he does not know how to answer a person's question about how to repent. I don't know about Elder Oaks, but when I served a two-year mission in Japan, that's all we did was teach people how to repent. The method of repenting is in pretty much every manual in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It is not only in the manuals, it is also in the scriptures. In Mosiah 18:20, Alma commands his priests that they should preach nothing save it were repentance and faith on the Lord. In Mosiah 25:22, it repeats that stating, for there was nothing preached in all the churches except it were repentance and faith in God. Moving up to this dispensation, Revelations received by Joseph Smith and recorded in Doctrine and Covenants, section 6, verse 9, states, Say nothing but repentance unto this generation. And Doctrine and Covenants, section 11, verse 9, says the same thing. Say nothing but repentance unto this generation. And yet we have a senior apostle of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints admitting that he does not know how to answer a person's question about how to go about repenting. It is possible that the reason Elder Oaks is reluctant to address that question is because one of the steps of repentance that is taught in the church is to ask for forgiveness against the person that you have offended. And Elder Oaks is on record as stating in January of 2015, the church doesn't seek apologies and we don't give them. Perhaps under the circumstances and given Elder Oaks' position on not giving apologies, talking about how to go about repenting might strike a little bit too close to home and perhaps result in an awkward situation. <laughs> on the other hand, decision-making for this uh, age group oh, is yeah. critical. So while Elder Oaks is reticent to talk about how to repent, he is nevertheless apparently prepared to talk about the important decisions that the young single adults will be called upon to make in their lives. What type of decisions is Elder Oaks prepared to give advice to these young single adults on? Elder Oaks explains. Critical. Whether it comes to choosing an eternal partner or choosing a major or choosing a place to live or deciding how to share the gospel with your friends, the young adults are, young adult period is just full of yeah. questions. So while Elder Oaks is willing to tell young single adults who it is they should marry, what it is they should major in, where they should live, and how to share the gospel with their friends, it appears that telling them how to repent is above his pay grade. In fact, it's above his six-figure base salary pay grade. Well, and, and not only are they full of questions, but uh, it's very, very important that they understand their role. Their role in the future of the church is far beyond maybe what they realize today. And so they need to get answers to some of these questions and stay focused on what really matters in life. Indeed. Because we expect them to rise up and take over direct affairs of the church in the future. Once again, after recognizing how important it is for these young single adults to get answers to their questions so they can stay focused on what really matters, 
Elder Ballard is going to say that some of these questions are just too hard for him as an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ to answer, and therefore he will simply avoid them. Elder Oaks will chuckle good-naturedly at this witticism. Yes, and the young adults that we meet uh, are across a broad spectrum. Elder Oaks is about to give a surreptitious slam to the young single adults who submitted questions while comparing them disadvantageously to other young single adults who do not have questions but who are going forward with confidence in their lives. Wait for it. Some are filled with the kind of questions that we have here and some are going forward with their lives in a in a very confident way and they look good to me. <laughs> It sounds like Elder Oaks is saying that the young single adults who are going forward with confidence in their lives look good to him, as opposed to those who have questions and have taken the opportunity to submit those questions to the apostles. Now, Elder Ballard, in a fit of honesty, gives the money quote for this entire promotional video. Here it is. I think we'd also have to be honest. There may be some of these questions that there is no answer to. Yes. Those, I think, would be the ones we avoid. Did Elder Ballard really just say that? I mean, in public? What he has admitted to publicly is, first, that they are getting a lot of questions from these young single adults that they don't have the answers to. Hmm, I wonder what those questions could possibly be. Well, I guess we'll never know, because they're going to avoid them. They're not going to bring up those questions, so we'll never know what they are. But I can bet you that they are much more difficult to answer than simply how to go about repenting, Elder Oaks. Hmm. Red herring much? The other critical thing this reveals is that the modern leaders of the church have no access to revelation from God. Think about it. These are young single adults who have serious questions that they want to ask about the church. They pose them to leaders of the church, the leaders of the church that they sustain as prophets, seers, and revelators. And in response, these prophets, seers, and revelators say, Wow, we just don't know the answer to these questions. Now in the LDS Church, the members are taught and investigators are taught that we have prophets on the earth today, and that these prophets have revelation from God, and if there are questions that these prophets have, they can go to God and ask for revelation. The revelation will be given to the prophets, and the prophets will then give the answer to the people. But the reality is that these gentlemen have no access to revelation from God. They don't even have the belief that they can access revelation from God. They do not believe that they can go to God with these questions, ask God for the answers, get the answers, and then give the answers to these young single adults who are taking the time to ask these troubling questions of their leaders. This is remarkable. And it goes to demonstrate what I have been saying many, many times in this podcast, that we have men at the head of this church who are sustained as prophets, seers, and revelators, but they do not prophesy, they do not see, and they do not reveal anything. And here, in this candid moment, Elder Ballard admits not only that they do not have these gifts, but that they cannot access these gifts. Not only do they not have these gifts practically, they do not have these gifts even theoretically. These are men who require the membership of the church two times a year to sustain them as prophets, seers, and revelators, when in actuality they do not even believe it about themselves. 
And perhaps on a less earth-shaking note, we get an insight into how these face-to-face broadcasts really take place. What happens is that questions are solicited from members throughout the world. They pour in in great numbers. The apostles or church leaders look at these questions, figure out which ones they don't know the answers to. Well, we're going to avoid those. Then they look at the ones they want to answer. They have weeks in advance to prepare the answer. And then at the broadcast, these questions are asked them by young members of the audience, and they pretend like they're hearing them for the first time and pretend that they're giving their answers off the cuff. This is stagecraft. This is a show. This is not reality. And if the same thing were happening in a political debate, we might think that was less than cricket. But really, what good are 15 prophets, seers, and revelators at the head of this church if they can only answer the easy questions? Do they really deserve the six-figure salary we are paying them? And if they have weeks in advance, as they do, in order to prepare answers to these questions, could they not use those weeks to pray to God and get revelation from Him and find out the answers to the questions that the young single adults are asking? Unfortunately, that much does not seem to be in the cards. And put yourself in the position of one of these young single adults who has asked a question that is troubling them. It is bothering them. It is affecting their faith in the church. They have the opportunity now, a golden opportunity, to pose this question to one of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Surely, one of these apostles will have the answer to the question that is so troubling to this young single adult. But the response is, no, there are no answers to that question so we're simply going to avoid it. How is that supposed to make that young single adult feel, and how is that going to impact that young single adult's faith in the church and in the leaders of the church? Here is that money quote from Elder Ballard once again. I think we'd also have to be honest. There may be some of these questions that there is no answer to. Yes. Those, I think, would be the ones we avoid. Elder Oaks not only agrees with Elder Ballard, but Elder Oaks goes on to give an illustration of how Elder Oaks avoids the questions that he does not know the answers to when giving general conference talks. I uh, gave a talk on uh, on the plan of salvation at, at conference, and I tried to stay away from the questions we don't have answers to because <laughs> the Lord hasn't revealed a lot of that, but he's given us enough to go on. Here, Elder Oaks gives us the customary trope that the Lord has given us enough revelation to go on, but he has not answered all the questions. Now, let me be frank. I would not mind the fact that they're admitting that they don't know the answers to certain questions. What I mind is the fact that they present themselves as prophets, seers, and revelators, as they present themselves as people who are able to speak the mind and the will of the Lord, that they are able to commune with God and receive revelation from Him and give it to the people. And yet, when push comes to shove, they actually are not able to do that. Not one whit. This church and its leaders have been resting on the laurels of Joseph Smith for 150 years. They claim the titles of prophet, seer, and revelator that Joseph Smith claimed, and yet they are unable to prophesy, they are unable to see, and they are unable to reveal. They are triple threats. And we just need to know how to go on it. That's it. <laughs> well, it'll be a delightful experience for uh, Elder Oaks and me to be with you young single adults. Even though we can't answer your difficult questions. 
We hope you'll invite all your friends and uh, those that are not members of the church. Or Ah, yes, here comes the obligatory every member a missionary push. That you have a friendship with, that they ought to feel welcome to come. We'd like to talk to all of the young people we can. Exactly. And by talk to them, we mean avoid the difficult questions. And keep those questions coming. We're looking at them. We're looking at them. We're just not going to answer them. <laughs> and soon we'll be preparing good answers, we hope, and it'll be a pleasure to be with Elder Oaks. Uh, he and I have sat together for, what is it now, 33 years? Three years. My goodness. 33 years serving as apostles together, and not one scrap of revelation between the two of them. Well, you've got a little older. It hasn't hit me yet, but, you know. No. <laughs> you've just gotten wiser. <laughs> anyway, we're looking forward to be with you. Those attempts at humor conclude the promotional video. These comments by two sitting senior members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have been the most revealing that I have ever heard in my entire life. And it is because of this that Radio Free Mormon has stayed up late this night of November 2nd, 2017, burning the midnight oil in order to bring you this special episode. That's about all for tonight. Until next time, this is Radio Free Mormon, signing off the air.